Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from my collection of many and share it with you. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, thanks for joining me here today. Today's slice of life is about being your own person. In other words, not relying on others and not following those that are out there causing trouble. And saying that, with what is going on in this world today, a lot are doing just that. It seems to me that a lot of people's minds are being swayed in ways that I would have never thought possible. Actually, I find it amazing how easily it is being achieved. And it's very clear today that it's affecting a lot of people's behavior. For most parts, though, I think it all boils down to people being people-pleasers. Heck, I can't talk, as I have done it for years. An explanation of what people-pleasers are? Hmm. Well, I would say it's when someone is talking to their friends or family and at one point or another they agree with what is being said when in reality they don't agree at all. And then when they get a chance to talk, they only say things that they think the other party wants to hear. We all do it or have done it at one time or another. I have to admit though that now that I'm a bit older, It's getting easier to deal with what is happening these days. Maybe coping would be a better word than easier. And saying that, I also found that I had to get to know myself and be willing to accept change from time to time. Change for the better, that is. Takes practice, but I found it is a great asset to life itself when gotten. So, what is my perspective of all I just said? Glad you asked. Here's what I came up with. First, you can't or shouldn't let people cause you anxiety. You shouldn't go through your whole life trying to please everyone else. You shouldn't worry or be afraid what others think about your eyes, nose, clothes, what you have to say, how you feel, what you believe, how much money you have, or who you're with. And don't let what others think stop you from being you. Because if you do, all you will ever amount to is what everyone else wants you to be. That's the best I can come up with in such short notice. So, with that slice of life said, let's get on with a story at hand. I hope you enjoy farming. You know, when I get to thinking of how I worked our farms years ago, it found that things have sure changed. One thing that used to happen a lot was the handing down of the farms, the family farms, from generation to generation. The thing that most people don't realize today is that farming isn't something that can be totally taught in schools. In most cases, they tell you that it can, but it can't. Giving them the benefit of the doubt, though, I will say that they can show you, they can show you the basics, let you look at pictures, take you out to their school-made farms, Maybe show you how many gallons of pesticides to use per acre and how dangerous they are. 
along with a few other things that are in part are important. But truth be told, most could have been learned from your father or mother if she or her were the farmer. How this works was that most of the time, those that became a farmer came from a farmer. And in the beginning, they watched their mom and dad as they went about their daily chores and learned from them. When they got older, they were then ready to get their hands dirty, so to speak. And their parents started taking them into the fields and taught them more things like smell, how soil should look and feel, how to plant crops, what to do when hard times struck, and more importantly, how to deal with them hard times. They were then able to take that knowledge that they learned and use it in ways to overcome hardship, dealing with governments, laws, and implement dealers, and the list goes on and on. It doesn't stop there though, as now they have to learn how to repair their own equipment, and more so learn how to operate that equipment properly. You can't learn how to drive a tractor pulling a plow sitting in a school, and you can't trim a pear or an apple tree there neither. Oh, there are lots of things like that that come into play. The only way someone learns these things, in essence, is if they were raised on a farm, or taught by farmers, or born into a family of farmers. As simple as that. The problem today, in part, is that the powers that be want you to be dependent on them. As it stands here now in Canada, most of our people are dependent on the federal government for their health care, education, income, or retirement, for that matter. The trouble with that is, with the federal government funding everything, the number of taxpayers paying for these benefits is rapidly shrinking. Looking at this in my eyes is like looking at a huge wall that is right there in front of us. The writing is on that wall which says, there is no way we can survive when the majority of its citizens are now dependent on government services. Bottom line, yes, I'm a bottom line kind of guy, is that these people that are now relying on these services no longer have the incentive, I will say that again, no longer have the incentive to, to prevent these powers that be from establishing and implementing things that aren't really necessary. I have found over the years that if I wanted to go ahead in this world, I had to be self-efficient, relying mostly on myself. Of course, not forgetting my lovely wife, as no one can deny that behind every successful farmer, there isn't a good wife or a woman. Another thing I had to use, and use a lot, was my own judgment when it came to doing things, along with occasionally doing what I feel is right in my gut. Farming isn't an easy life, and to be honest, most aren't cut out for it. There are long hours, like working from daylight to dark. Even when the farmer finally gets to bed at night, they usually lay there for an hour or two, thrashing out what had taken place throughout their day. It usually doesn't stop there neither, as once that is set in their mind, they immediately start to plan what they're going to do when they wake up, and how they're going to handle things. So knowing all this, why is it that our, our farms are slowly disappearing? Some will say it, it's just too hard of a life. We can't make a living off the land anymore. Well, I have to agree that some parts of their answers are correct. It's farming is a hard life, and yes, it is hard to make a living off the land today. But why? Well, being the type of guy I am, I'm going to tell you. 
The reason some folks can't make a living off the land is that that is all they really want to do. All they want to do is make money. Some say, what the hell is wrong with that? I say, that's your first biggest mistake. As if money is all that you're getting into the farming business for, let me say this right here and now, forget it. Farming is something that you have to love. You gotta want it in your heart and feel it as a whole. My old dad and I loved to get up every morning and get out, it, out to the fields. We couldn't wait till breakfast was over to get our hands into some soil or grease. Today though, a lot of far farms are disappearing. And what a shame that is. Land that could have grown anything and everything has been covered up with pavement and cement. Good land sold to build industries, factories, and homes that in all sincerity could have been built on not-so-good land. Then, if all that wasn't enough, the powers that be put their nose into things, putting so damn many rules and regulations into effect that it choked the life right out of the old farmers. Companies and places that sold our products was taken away from us with bringing in free trade from other countries. Once the imports started to flow in, all our canning factories and wineries started to close their doors. Too late now, most folks said, nothing we can do but put it behind us and let other countries take care of us. Well, here again I'm going to share with you my opinion. That is nothing but BS. What could and should be done is for the small farmers to try to make a comeback. And we that aren't farmers need to support them a hell of a lot more than we're doing now and stop buying things from other countries that we grow or have in this country. Jeez, it makes me so damn mad when we have the best fruit in the world. But some folks will walk into a grocery store and, and see a basket of sweet peaches growing right here in Ontario, but because they are 10 cents more, buy it from another country. Anyways, another thing that should be done is that our younger generation should be seeking out the older folks and start asking questions, learning, and doing it fast, as there isn't too many of us old fellows around anymore with the knowledge that is needed to become a good farmer. Especially with this virus going around today, it seems to like us old timers a bit more than the young. Anyways, after they have learned what is needed, if possible, they should maybe buy up a small piece of land and then get to work, and hopefully not just for money, but to grow enough at the first for themselves or family and some friends. Then later on, when you're rolling along and enjoying what you're doing, then go ahead and make a few dollars. Heck, I'm not saying that you shouldn't make any money, as that wouldn't make any sense at all. You have to pay the bills somehow. It's just that a person should learn what is truly important in life first. Another thing I have found over the years is that going big isn't the way to go. I know, they tell you that it is. But the folks that think like that are all about money. That's why they failed, and that is why they will keep on failing. You know, I bet if the teachers of today asked their students nearing the end of high school how many would consider a career and agriculture. What do you think the most would say? I kind of think today you'd be lucky to see one raised hand. 
Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying our kids today aren't being taught right or they aren't smart. On the contrary, actually, some are pretty darn smart. And to prove this, listen to this. A farmer was driving his Ford tractor along the road with a trailer load of fertilizer. A young boy of eight was playing in his yard when he saw the farmer and asked, What have you got in your trailer, mister? Manure, the farmer replied. What you going to do with it? asked the boy. Put it on my strawberries, answered the farmer. The boy then looked a bit bewildered and said, You ought to come and eat with us. We put ice cream on our strawberries. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time. Stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters. <laughs>